Since its launch in November 2015, Fresh as the Word has been a documentation of sorts for me, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. As I journey through my love of music and pop culture, as well as using this platform to share my growth on topics important to me, which includes topics involving women's rights, people of color, and the LGBT community through the artistic lens of pop culture. As an ever-evolving podcast, I'm going back to my roots focusing more on the music artists I'm passionate about from the past and present. From the classic hip-hop artists I grew up on, to the new faces of dance, and from the metal bands I've long appreciated, to the indie alternative artists stealing my heart, Fresh of the Word aims to tell the stories of those who need their contributions to music known, while also exposing my audience to the next artist to watch out for, sometimes before they blow up. Welcome to the Freshest of the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. And like always, we have the freshest of guests for you. And for this episode, we are joined by Jeremy DePoister, vocalist, guitarist of the metalcore band The Devil Wears Prada. They just released their latest project, the Z2 EP, on May 21st, 2021 via Solid State Records. While there's been many releases from the band since their original Zombie EP released in August of 2010, Z2 is a bit of a continuation of that. Now veterans of the metalcore genre, The Devil Wears Prada continue to progress showing that there's no boundaries to this genre of music, always pushing the limits of both its sound and its visual accompaniment. So without further ado, let's get into this interview with Jeremy DePoister of the band The Devil Wears Prada after a quick word from our sponsor. And now a brief word from our sponsor. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel seeks to bring original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest. They also provide an array of services. In the world of wrestling where there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads, don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all of their tees in-house. If you would like to discuss a possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, even Zubaz, then drop them a line. Go to 20by20apparel.com. That's the number 20, the letter X, the number 20, apparel.com. All right, welcome back to the Fresh is the Word podcast. And like always, we have the freshest of guests for you. My guest for this episode is Jeremy DePoister. He uh, does vocals and the guitarist of The Devil Wears Prada. They have a new EP out on Solid State Records called the Z2 EP. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm good. I'm very fresh, as you said. <laughs> sweet, man, sweet. So this new EP is like... Is it a continuation of the zombie EP from before? Like, you know, what's the what's the story behind it? I think it's um, you know what? I should probably know this. I think it's it's set in the same universe, but it's not like a direct sequel. So it's kind of like um, where the first one was kind of 
building up into the thing happening. This one's kind of after it's been happening for a while and the earth is kind of desolate and all that stuff. And there's really no hope left anymore. So, <laughs> so it like the songs are not necessarily sequels, um, but it's in the same kind of universe. Yeah. Throughout, you know, the, you know, the, the longevity of, of the Devil Wears Prada, you know, you guys, you know, you do your albums, but every once in a while you do these EPs that kind of have a theme behind them. You know, what, what's sort of the, the logic behind that? Um, I don't know. I think it's more, uh, I want to say that we have a real calculated approach to things, but sometimes we just don't. Sometimes it's like, oh, you know what? We're coming up on like X amount of time for the zombie EP being out. Let's try and write a new one. And we actually did that like before we did our last album, The Act, a couple of years ago. I guess it was like two years ago or three years ago now. And uh, the songs just like weren't exactly where we wanted them to be. It was kind of just like sloppy metalcore a little bit. So we scrapped it, went back to the drawing board, did the act. And then uh, now the stuff they were writing was crazy. And so it seemed like it was a good time to put it out. So I think, I don't think it's like a big whole meta type of deal more. It's just like every project has its own kind of vibe and however everybody's feeling at that moment. What is there, is there sort of a difference between the full lengths that you guys do and the EPs? Yeah, I, I think we're kind of trying to bend that difference a little bit and meet somewhere in the middle. Like, uh, obviously, whenever we do something that's to a theme, like the last zombie EP, the space EP, this one, people just seem to go off so much for it. So I think it would be kind of cool if we wrote into more of a theme on a full length. But it like it would probably go into some different sonic territories just because it could be kind of boring to have like 12 tracks of the same just relentless punishing <laughs> stuff so we'll change it up a little bit what do you guys try to do when you're doing a full length you know what were you guys trying to do with the last record the act um i think that was almost kind of like an experiment of saying like do we do we really want to do this anymore? We know that we have albums that people love. Um, we have a lot of them, actually. We're lucky in that regard. Um, like Dead Throne is really popular. With Roots Above is really popular. Even like Plagues. Um, but some of the stuff we had been doing just didn't really seem to fully resonate and in the way that we wanted it to. And so I think the act was kind of our experiment of saying, can we go into other sonic territories and write songs like chemical and like the thread uh, and lines of your hands on the same album and have people actually resonate with it, especially like for something like chemical, which was just so far out of left field. We had done some softer stuff in the past, but it had been a minute and just seeing like, will people latch onto that stuff? And if they don't, then, I don't know what the outcome was going to be, but it was just throwing that at the wall and see what happens. And people did really latch on it and they were super amped on it. So that was kind of the mindset with that one. And I think when we go into our next full length, the mindset will be more so now that we know the stuff that both we like and our fans really resonate, let's focus on that rather than trying to be too experimental just for the sake of doing that. In in the sort of genre of metalcore and kind of other subgenres of metal that kind of you guys are in, a lot of times, 
you know those out al- those early albums when you know when you're young and just full of piss and vinegar or whatever <laughs> like yeah. those really resonate with with your audience and then but as you start growing you want to do more things and sometimes those you know those fans don't really latch on to that like how do you sort of deal with you know growing progressing but still trying to be that band that people kind of fell in love with uh i think that's a great question actually it's something that um i've been wrestling with a little bit lately is i i have actually gone back to some of our first records and and they're actually a lot more experimental if you will than i think they get credit for being i remember writing those songs and i remember the influences we were taking which was you know at the same time it would be like uh a norma gene and an under oath here but then it would be like interpol and this other type of stuff and even in those early records they might not sound like it but that's what we were trying to do and so i think um i think in those records we were about 18 or 19 and our audience was maybe like 16 to 21 and so we really had a direct connection with who we were writing for and it almost felt like like when us and a day to remember and bring me the horizon and all these guys kind of popped up it was like it was like your friends going off and so i think that's kind of the magic that we're trying to recapture again like with z2 and stuff and say like we're still those same people like we don't think of ourselves as just being like rocking in a band 24 7 you know we still like live in normal towns and live normal lives so it's more saying like what do people that are our age want to hear I know for us, like if my chem was about to pop back out and be like, hey, here's a new three cheers for sweet revenge. I'd be like, what? Let's go. You know, <laughs> and so it what what can we make that our audience will say, yes, that's exactly what I wanted. So it's easier said than done, but we're trying yeah. to figure it out. <laughs> How do you balance that with stuff that you just want to do? Like you guys just want to do like you, things that maybe you've picked up on over the years, like through other bands or just something that you saw out there in other types of music? Um, I think it's a give and take and it's a hit and miss. I think sometimes uh, you do stuff that you really want to do and your audience loves it. Uh, And then other times, especially live can be really unforgiving. You think that you wanted to do something and then you play it live and both you and the audience are like, none of us like this. You don't like it. We don't like it. Why are we doing it? (laughs) You're like, well, we have to, we put it on the record. It's like, so I think that it's a give and take and it's a balance and a learning experience. And I think for us, Z2 was just a really cool moment of seeing people will forgive us if we find our way in the end right just because everything doesn't stick and resonate doesn't mean they won't give us a chance every time and that was a really awesome learning experience of saying like okay like we won't be afraid to make screw-ups and stuff because we know if we get it right it'll it'll pop off so yeah i've been discussing with a few other interviews like um you know just the idea of taking a loss or you know, taking risks and taking a loss on those, you know, risks, you know, what's your thoughts about just trying something and it may be not failing. And, you know, what do you guys like to do next? If you realize that something's not working? Um, I think it's a totally different conversation now, post pandemic. I think um, before we basically were forced to go off the road for a year, 
we almost had this attitude of like, we're gonna, I, I still think we have the attitude of we're going to do whatever we want to do. But I think what we wanted to do at that time was just a little bit different. We were trying to push more sonic boundaries in other territories where now I feel like we are trying to find the very best version of our sound where that's not to say it won't keep pushing forward like a train, but more if we have things that are way too left field, maybe another project is the best place to do that. And that what we should put out at the end of the day in a product is the best Devil Wars Prada record. Cause that's what people want when they sign up. Like I would be the same way if Tool, you know, I expect them to be weird, but if it doesn't sound like Tool, I'm gonna be pretty disappointed cause I'm a fan of that band. Otherwise I'd rather them do their other projects. So I think that's like part of it. Yes, you wanna take those risks, but you still want it to fit within the font of who you are. Otherwise, it doesn't really make sense. Is there is there anything from your from this band's catalog that you're just like sick of performing? Uh, I don't think so. Usually, we like stomp it out if it sucks. And I think we're even trying to bring back some older stuff, like from pretty early in the catalog again. Just. I think we like built a reputation of saying we were never going to play a lot of that stuff. So I think it would be fun if we we're just like, just kidding. Here it is. And come back to that. So <laughs> just gotta... not still fly. That's about the only thing that I know people want us to do it, but I just don't want to do it. So <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you got to put some stuff to rest for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is it, you know, you said you kind of went back and listened to the early material realize that there's like a lot more experimentation going on there um was there any you know specific things that you picked out and be like yo that's you know maybe we should incorporate this back into the band again um i think even more so than that it was just personal validation of people saying um I know for a lot of fans, especially like really hardcore metalcore fans, they feel like the stuff that we did on Dear Love of Beautiful Discord and Plagues was very aggressive and it was and very riff heavy and it was and very uh, like a lot of breakdowns and dissonant chords and it was. But there's also a lot of moments in there where we go into these sort of like emotional, melodic moments that feel very out of left field. And I think for me it was a validation of saying see it's not bizarre when we do that now we've actually been doing it for a long time you just have blocked that out maybe from your memory even though you love those parts when they happen so it's more just saying like how did we present those in in a way that they were wins then and how are we missing that mark not on everything we obviously have a lot of melodic material that people like but certain things that didn't stick why did they not stick now why what magic are they missing kind of when it comes to the Z2 EP, you said before that like you guys kind of started it before your last album. It didn't really feel right. You know, what did you know what what felt right coming back to it later on? Um it was just a different songwriting style. I think that the way that especially like uh John our keyboard player um and Kyle our other guitar player are the primary songwriters now. Um, and they have been for a minute. And I think they really found their stride on our last record, The Act. And so when they were able to 
take that same style of writing songs and put it through a really metalcore lens for something like Z2, the songs were just way better in the way they could formulate the riffs and put them together and, and make some compelling songs. You know, for me, I have like a hundred thousand riffs sitting on my computer that are kind of useless just because they don't fit together in a song in a compelling way. And so I think that was sort of the magic that they found on this record that made me a fan of it. You know, I didn't write any of the riffs on it, so I'm just a huge fan of all of them. So, <laughs> so like going for like going forward though, like you know, having that sort of uh, you know process with the band. You know, how, how, how has that changed your outlook on making music or performing with this band? Um, I think what works really well for me is that um, John, our keyboard player, is also our producer now. And he has been uh, ever since we did the act and actually like a Julian Baker cover we had done before. And he has a really great understanding of my voice and what works there and Mike's voice and what works there. And I think that he just does a great job of like creating characters out of those voices. And that has allowed me to focus on that rather than, you know, if Kyle like hands me a song is like, this is a really difficult guitar song, but you can get through it. Let's go to work and do it. I'm much more uncomfortable there than trying to do both sides of the coin. You know, how can I create a compelling guitar part and, you know, do this and focus on the vocals. If I can just focus on singing and learn the guitar riff that he's created, that's a lot easier balance. You you know, you say that, you know, you go into these, you're working with all of this material and sometimes it's a little like, you know, little out you know little left field for like the <laughs> band like what do you guys do with that that sort of material you know do you ever go back to it or are you thinking about you know hey you know if if you guys wanted to just do a side project under a different name <laughs> or something what do you guys kind of do with that stuff uh sometimes we do like some of it does get recycled back in like and that's something we've done for like 15 years was like say you came up with a really great part and it didn't make the record but you still love the part i mean without dramatizing it it does take a lot of effort and focus to finish records you know that's all bands go through that it's really hard to consistently create like 12 to 14 songs and have them all flow together and so i think there's just not enough room for some of the things that could be cool to put them together. And so when you have a fresh head and you have like two songs done, then you can go back to those parts and be like, Oh, here's what we should have done with it then and do that. So we're even doing some of that right now, just with some of the stuff that didn't make the cut last time. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. From the early years of, uh, of this band to, you know, with, you know, those records that, you know, people still, you know, very much love, you know, you guys have had, you know, some lineup changes in the band mm -hmm. and important lineup changes in the band. Like how has that like informed like that older material and bringing it back into the new? Uh, I think in a lot of ways, I think that both John and Kyle uh, and Giuseppe, less so Giuseppe, he was used to the style, but both of those guys had really almost no experience with this genre and playing metal guitar or playing keyboards in a metal band or writing metal songs. And so I think they kind of brought a really fresh take into it. Um, 
And I think Mason, our new bass player, he is a absolutely killer bass player. Uh, and just the style he brings is so different than anything we had been doing before. And Giuseppe is just such a killer drummer. So I think in some ways where those could be a curse, those lineup changes are actually a huge blessing to us because they bring fresh ears in and, and people that are just interested in doing like, I don't know, like uh crazier stuff like they're hungry you know <laughs> we've already had like three top 10 billboard albums i could never have another one and be chill but they're like i want mine i'm like okay man we're gonna go out and get it then let's go <laughs> how are we gonna make that happen so like that fire kind of like sparks you up and you want to you want to like play bigger and better shows all the time for them so they can have that same experience yeah, and with um, and when with the release of uh, Z two, you know, you guys had some uh, a very strong, uh, you know, charting with it. Yeah, it was crazy. That has not happened in a while for us, so it was a nice feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what do you think it is about this EP that really kind of drew you know to your fans and to just metalcore fans in general in comparison to the previous projects? Um, I think that something we had wanted to do always for like 10 years uh, was create an environment and then release material into that environment. And I think my favorite bands are the ones that do that. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, Bring Me the Horizon and Architects. I know those guys, but I'm a huge fan of them. I think they do a really great job of like creating this huge visual and sonic environment. And then they put out songs in there and, I think like for us, we were like, what are we going to do? Just make the zombie EP and hand it out to people and be like, hey, let us know if you like it. No, we had to like we went out, got a director and made a crazy trailer to kind of announce it. Uh, we cut a music video like before we even did the thing just because we didn't even do one on the last album. Um, and I think that was a huge part of it was just saying like, we're fans of the genre. You're fans of the genre. How can we? what would be our favorite experience and how can we do that without like going broke sort of going broke at times, but <laughs> you gamble on it, you know, and like do crazy stuff that we would want to see. So I think that was part of it where I think on the last couple albums, um, there were opportunities we wanted to do that we were just told we couldn't do. And so we made the changes on the back end now to say, no, if we want to do it, we're going to do it. This is our project and we'll do it our way. So. Yeah, kind of extending on that, like, is there anything throughout the, you know, the career of A Devil Wears Prada, um, whether it's, you know, from the beginning or just recently that you guys feel like you're just starting to do that maybe you're, you were hesitant to do before that you're like, you know what, screw it, let's do it. Um, I think I have a really active role in like the business side of it and making those sort of decisions for the band much more so than we have in the past. And the guys generally trust my vision to be able to say like, if you give me good products, I will figure out how to put it out in the most effective way. And we have a really great team over at Solid State Records as well. Like we've been working with them since the act and, and, you know, we saw a huge amount of radio success with chemical. We saw a huge release with Z2. Like, I think we sold out of like all the vinyl we were going to do for the run, like, day one and then we just had to keep going back to do more so like just having those teams put together and being a little older you know most of us are mid-30s now and knowing like 
the best way to do stuff. I guess that's a little bit of the difference is just having a good team. Yeah, you know, from you know being in that position where you're kind of on the business uh, side of things too, like you know, what's what's sort of your vision for this band at this point? It's been around for a while, uh, still very beloved. Um, there's longevity. There's acclaim. You know what? Where you know what's the sort of vision that you want for this band at this point? Well, I think I I remember very specific moments when both us and the guys from a day to remember we used to play with them all the time. You know, we kind of grew up together. I remember very specific moments when both of us would be told continually what our ceiling was going to be on this type of music. It's all screaming. Uh, it's too aggressive. It's this, it's that it's never going to work. You know, it's, th this is basically the cap. And we both went on to sell just thousands and thousands of tickets and sell hundreds of thousands of records for them. It's probably millions. I mean, we've sold millions of records at this point and doing it with the music we want to make. And so I think I'm kind of taking that approach again and saying like, I'm not going to let somebody else tell me what the ceiling is. I'll let the fans dictate it. If they don't want it anymore, then we'll stop doing it. But like right now we're gearing up to go play a show incarceration in my home state of Ohio. That's already sold out in advance, like 60,000 people. And we'll probably go in there and play the whole zombie EP and it'll be crazy. So <laughs> like, I think that's more of what it is, is I'm not going to let other people tell us what our ceiling is. We will let the fans decide if they don't want it anymore. That's fine. But they clearly do. They're blowing off right now. So like as long as there's demand, we'll be out there. Yeah. When it comes to the metalcore genre there, you know, it's 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 understandable to see that ceiling. But there's been a lot of bands who saw that and went in other directions and sometimes it worked for them or they lost a little bit of fans, but gained like a whole other fan base over here, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then there's, there's a newer breed of, you know, metalcore bands that are, you know, coming out these days that are, you know, that are, you know, breathing fresh energy into it, you know, like what's your sort of idea about like this, this, this subgenre of metal that everybody thought was very one thing, one dimensional screaming bunch of, <laughs> you know, and where it's gone throughout the years and what it's spawning these days. Um, I think all of us that have found any sort of success within it are surprised often. Like, I think like I grew up on, uh, Under Oath and The Chariot and Norma Jean and things like that. And I know if you ask Josh or uh, Spencer or any of those guys, they never would have imagined like what would come from that. Uh, I think that there are contemporary bands right now like uh, Knock Loose and like Loathe that are seeing massive amounts of success that would say the same thing. I mean, they were probably playing skate parks like last year and now they're selling thousands of tickets. So it's, I think there's something about rock music and, you know, you can kind of look at like, you know, the Cobain and the Dave Grohl and all this stuff. There's something about rock that is not curated by labels and put together by teams. And, you know, I, I, I like a lot of music like that. I like pop music. I like hip hop. I don't have anything wrong with that, but there's something so organic about the way like rock 
grows that I think metalcore had that same spirit. It was like punk or something um, in those eras. So maybe that's part of it. Yeah, it's it's been it's been very interesting to yeah, like you like you said, like a knock loose or a you know a loathe where you know it's all kind of under this umbrella, but they all kind of have their own little things, and then they add their own little sort of unique personas to it. Like you guys have like the you know these like the space EP and the zombie EPs and stuff like that, where you're telling this universe and whatnot. Yeah, and yeah. A lot of other bands have these, but it's not corny though. You know, either. You know, it's 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 still like very cool. You know, how do, how do you guys sort of build this like these little universes with your projects without it being corny? Um, I think that's just a testament to Mike. He, ha- he has a very literary background. Uh, he's got a great uh, just mindset as far as how to tell a narrative without it coming across as cheesy. Um, and so uh, all credit to him for that. Like he's the one that he wrote all the lyrics on all of those EPs. And so those are his stories and his worlds that we kind of try and project out. So like that's all credit to him. You know, outside of outside of the band and everything, like what you know, what are your interests? You know, what music do you listen to these days, or what other sort of things have been? You know, what, what's gotten you through the you know the pandemic, basically? Uh, honestly, music wise, it's just been a lot of stuff my friends are doing. I love that new Architects record. I love the new Bear Tooth stuff that's coming out. Caleb will sneak me a demo every now and then. Um, I really like. Uh, I like the new Silverstein single. I like, um, I'm a, I'm a big Meshuggah fan. I mean, I like country too. So I listen to just a ton of country, like a lot of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's just, you know, that's my past. I can't get away from it. Uh, and then, um, I don't know. There's just, I as far as like what has gotten me through it, um, I had moved to I lived in Chicago for a long time and then I moved to North Carolina a couple years ago. Um, and just the vibes down there were totally different. And I think my sister still lives in Chicago, so just like talking to her about what their experience was like compared to ours was a lot more easygoing. Like we could go outside all the time and go to parks and stuff and chill. So that was kind of kind of relaxing, I guess. Nice. You know, how did you guys uh, go about, you know, making this EP through the pandemic? Um, so we we weren't flying at that point. And so everybody basically drove like cross country. Like like I said, I live in Carolina and then our drummer lives in Pittsburgh. And so we all and Mike lives in Milwaukee. And so we all kind of drove cross country to Kansas and met up together and did it um and then you know we were like getting tested and everything you had to do then and then um so but we would send songs back and forth to each other on the internet that's just kind of what we do anyways and then uh so then we tracked that like i think late last summer and then um my whole year since then basically has been putting together these three live streams that we did that is just like totally psychotic amount of work for just one show compared to a tour you know (laughs) it's like 10 times more uh stress and energy and planning than a normal tour and then 
it's just one show. When it comes to the when it comes to the artwork on the new EP, talk more about that. Uh, yeah, so there's a guy who's done a bunch of photography stuff for us. Um, his name's Anthony, uh, and he, he's just a great photographer. He's done a ton of like promo stuff for the band over the years. He's real good friends with our singer, Mike. And so he went out and found a bunch of locations for some uh, just crazy shots to kind of bring into that. Uh, and then some other people put it together into like the whole layout and stuff and, and just kind of combined. I, it's kind of like a, I guess you would call it like a collage type of thing, yeah. bringing those photos and the art style and stuff together. Did you do that picture book, that picture book you had before? Like, he did. Yeah. 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 The transit blues one. Yeah. That was him. As, you know, why, you know, why do you want to have like this sort of visual, you know, representation of the band and, the you know the album the music and whatnot you know are you trying to show like different sides of the band yeah i think so i mean it's it's always better when things align together um and especially like rolling into this release we really wanted to make sure that um like all of the artwork and then the way we rolled it out on the, the social media platforms and the way people could experience it from the beginning was all kind of cohesive right so you don't want to just be like Hey, by the way, text-based posts, we're doing an EP about zombies. You want people to kind of buy into the mythos and be a part of it and everything. So right. I, like those guys killed it with the artwork and that made it really easy to just pull stuff out of there and do like a whole campaign around it. So, you know, what do you hope your, uh, your listeners get out of, you know, this new release? Um, I hope they realize that, uh, we're not a bunch of tired old men. Uh, we are ready to rock. <laughs> uh, we're ready to come out and play these songs. Um, I hope they, I hope they realize that um, not in a cheesy way, but we're kind of unpredictable. You just never know what kind of stuff we're going to do. I'm sure many people had counted out like another full metalcore EP release from us. Um, and I'm sure they have no idea what we're going to do next. So I think that type of excitement is kind of cool. And we'll try and keep that, that going. You, you know, things are starting to open up now. Festivals, concerts, tours are starting to be announced. Like, how do you feel right now about that? You know, are you itching to get Amazing. back on stage? <laughs> well, I would go do it tomorrow if we could. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super cool too. Like our first like show back is going to be this incarceration festival um, in Ohio, and and like the lineup's crazy. I think Rob Zombie's headlining our day, and Data Remembers on the day before, Slipknot's on the first day. So, um, I I think we're gonna slam through the whole album, um, and just well, like play it for people which will be crazy and awesome and i mean we're we're from there in ohio so it'll be kind of cool like my parents will come out and stuff and and see it so it'll be it'll be a pretty awesome introduction back into it we certainly were not playing to like thirty-five thousand people right before it shut down so <laughs> that'll be a cool way back in just just be just throw back into the wolves man yeah exactly you know Hey, that's what we like to do, though. You know what I mean? We really only do two things, make records and play records, and we can only do one of them right now. So, <laughs> You know, we kind of touched on it early on in the uh, interview, but, uh, you know, what, what's the idea in regards to what you're going to play when you come go back on the road? Um, yeah, so 
I think I'd like to go all over the place. I think that um, with C2, we just have so many more songs now to draw from. Like, honestly, at incarceration, we'll probably play through the whole thing. Um, but I think it would be cool to dig back into some stuff that we don't do very often. Just because we have the luxury of having a bunch of new stuff that people really like, we can we can satisfy our creative itch to play the stuff we just wrote. And then also dig back in and play some stuff that we might have ignored for a little bit or, you know, I haven't played in a while and stuff and almost like a fan service type of thing. Like, hey, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for coming out to the show. Here's a song you really want to hear that you might not have thought we'd play. Right. You know, I was wind, wind down things, you know, do you have any, you know, final thoughts you want to uh, share with me? Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that's been there for the journey. It's been like, you know, 15, 16, soon to be 17, 18 years at this point. So that's a long time for people to be supporting a bunch of kids that, you know, just came out of a garage. So we really appreciate it. And and we will continue to try and push our creative boundaries as far as possible to make music that people want to hear. So awesome. It's been great talking with you, Jeremy. Absolutely, man. Hey, good luck. Uh, good luck not dragging your DJ tables around. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Before we get out of here, where can people go online to get more information about the Devil Wears Prada, the new EPZ2, and anything else that you guys are doing? Uh, they can go on tdwpband.com. They can check it out. We're also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff with TDWP Band. Um, I think the Facebook's just TDWP, but it's easy to find. So they can go on there, like all the socials all link up together. And then, you know, we just started a Twitch channel that we're going to be pretty active on too. So they can go follow us on there and check that out. We'll be goofing around on there. Awesome. Yeah. The Twitch uh, channels are fun. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. It's been great talking with you. Thank you for listening to the Fresh of the Word podcast. Hosted and produced by myself, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. Empowered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash Fresh of the Word. Fresh of the Word theme music provided by Steve O. You can find more of his productions at imsteveo.bandcamp.com. And that's E-Y-E-A-M-S-T. E-V-E-O.bandcamp.com. Fresh of the Word is available on all major streaming platforms. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you want to support Fresh of the Word, please consider pledging via Patreon at patreon.com slash Fresh of the Word. Follow Fresh of the Word on social media on Twitter at Fresh of the Pod, on Instagram at Fresh of the Word Podcast, and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Fresh of the Word. For more information about Fresh is the Word and our other podcasts, Breaking Records and Renaissance Soul, and a collection of pop culture articles and reviews, please visit freshisthepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and your support. Goodbye and good night. Fresh, 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 fresh is the Word.